The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Howdy folks, Jeremy Rison, interim coach of the POD cast. I wanted to jump in at the top of the show and just let you know that we recorded this podcast before the Desmond Trufant signing hit. Um, the rest of the podcast is very much up to date. There's great analysis about all the other signings and moves the Lions have made up until Wednesday night. Um, but when we get to the cornerback talk, obviously things have changed a little bit. Our opinions have probably changed a little bit. Our dairy slate takes are a little bit outdated, um, but there's still plenty of good information. I promise you we'll get to the Desmond Trufant dairy slate stuff this weekend when we do our full POD cast. But for now, enjoy this episode. And welcome to the Pat's Pulpit. Nope. Locked on Patriot. Nope. <laughs> the POD cast. That's right. It's the Pride of Detroit podcast. We are here. Prideofdetroit.com. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I am the managing editor of Pride of Detroit. Uh, you can find me at Detroit Online on Twitter. We got a couple guests with us to tackle Lions free agency. We're now two days deep into free agency. It's officially the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, Nothing is official yet because nothing can be official yet, but uh, we, we have a lot to talk about that will become eventually official. And with me, as always, Ryan Matthews is here at Ryan underscore POD. Ryan, how are we doing tonight? You seem, you seem a little fresher today. Can I, I just, I just want to say, can I be referred to as the third party doctor who's in charge of all these physicals? Sure. You think <laughs> okay. you're qualified for that? I don't know. Is anybody qualified to do anything right now? <laughs> I can't argue that. Can't argue that. <laughs> Collectively uh, winging it. <laughs> yes. And that voice, our second, or I guess, no, our third guest, third host. Let's say third host. Uh, Mansoor Shaheen, at Mansoor Shaheen, writer, deputy manager of Pride of Detroit. Mansoor, how are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, haven't left my house in a while, going crazy. Good, but Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> uh, you follow, you're following directions. I'm appreciative of that. <laughs> Sorry, my dog is playing with box right now, so uh, <clears throat> back to it. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of taking directions real quick, I just want to say that whenever he's referred to as the deputy editor, 
I always just imagine him with the sheriff badge. It it changes. It's deputy editor or manager. Like I think my Twitter bio says editor, but like my page says manager, and we change it once a week. <laughs> we're, we're very official here at Pride of Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I mean oh, yeah. you're man you're managing editor, so like both words are in there. Yeah, I'm just deputy one of them. Hey, you know what? We are as official as these NFL deals that are happening right now, and that's what we're here to talk about. Look at that! Nailed it. Uh, so <laughs> on, on our our first podcast, we talked about the first two signings <clears throat> the Lions made. Um, not not quite splash signings necessarily, but um, important ones. Um, we talked about Halapuli Vati Vaitai nailed at that time, and Jamie Collins. Um, we got three more to talk about, plus a trade, plus a couple releases and moves. Let's start with Nick Williams, the defensive tackle, formerly of the Bears. Mansoor, I want to go straight to you because I know you've already dug into the film of him. What do you think about that deal? Two-year deal worth $10 million. I know you're you're kind of a fan of this guy, right? Yeah, I didn't really know anything about him two days ago, but I, yeah. from what I watched, he seems great. Uh, pretty good run stuffer. He plays everywhere from like, straight nose tackle all the way out to five tech and does it well he is not like a particularly great interior pass penetrator but i think he's better than anyone we had there last year so he i mean deshaun hand i don't know what's going on with him but nick williams might just step in and be our best defensive tackle at the moment which kind of says a lot about where our defensive tackles are like you know (laughs) but yeah but yeah and i mean Two years, ten million. It's not an expensive signing. I think. I don't think the guarantees. I don't think it was even like fully guaranteed or anywhere near fully guaranteed. So yeah, good signing. Happy with it. I think he definitely a good addition to our defensive front. He's he's a really interesting guy, though. I mean, he's thirty years old and basically didn't do anything in his, his entire NFL career up until last year, which he and just like then six sacks up out of nowhere. Yeah, and then six sacks yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> and so uh, there's obviously a risk there. I mean. A guy who just kind of shows up and balls out for one year, that's not necessarily a great track record. But um, And then you also have to consider that he's also lined up next to some pretty talented guys there in Chicago. But I'm with you. He's he's a guy that can bring some pass rush. Um, not not necessarily consistently. I, saw, I watched him play the Lions in Detroit, and his tape wasn't as good as some of the stuff you were putting out there on Twitter. But... It's something. It's it's a pass rush where like Asha. I mean, he's. I would essentially think he's taking Ashawn Robinson's role. Um, might might not even technically be a starter, but definitely would be a big piece of the of the rotation. Um, and Ashawn Robinson didn't bring anything in terms of pass rush. And while while I think Williams is kind of a more balanced pass rush and run run defense kind of guy. Yeah, and it's not like this coaching staff particularly champions that or prioritizes that out of their defensive tackles. It seems like they want all of them to be like stout run defenders, without a doubt. But then any kind of pass rush is an added bonus, I think, in their minds. So I think he fits the mold of... And we'll we'll talk about the other guy that the Lions got to potentially replace the snack-sized hole in their defensive line. But it seems, you know, the name that you already brought up, and we haven't seen Ashawn Robinson get a, get a new deal yet from, from a team. So I guess maybe once the terms of his agreement become official, then it's maybe like weighing the contracts against one another. Because, I mean, while a lot of us are, I think, and, and us, I mean, like Lions people are really down on Ashawn, I think... I think he kind of had like an up and down year last year following up like a pretty good year in his first year with Patricia, which was seems like he seemed like he could have been a guy who 
was cut from the 53, but ended up having an awesome first year with him. Then had like a so-so year last year. So I think people are kind of particularly down on him. So I'm going to be interested to see the terms of a, a deal with him. Yeah, we'll see where he goes. Um, There still is a possibility that he comes back. I think, you know, the as a guy who was projected to be a first round pick at, at the time, the lines got him in the second round. A lot of people are going to look at that. A lot of people are going to look at his 2018 season, which ended really strong and, and probably see some potential there and try to tap it. I don't think it's going to be Detroit, but the, the off season is, is long um, because physicals can't be done by teams right now. I think we're going to see a lot of guys kind of string out free agency for, weeks if not months so we'll see what happens to to a sean Let, let's stick at defensive tackle though and you alluded to it a little there ryan let's talk danny shelton because the Lions signed him today wednesday or are signing him i shouldn't say they have signed him uh to a two-year deal worth eight million dollars um i think when people saw this one they got kind of ecstatic because you know while i was beating the drum all off season for a guy like dj reader he ended up costing north of 13 million dollars a year Blinds get a nose tackle that'll probably be their starter for four million a year. That's quite a difference. Yeah, it's a it's a real big difference. And Danny Shelton was a guy that I brought up. I want to say maybe like a month and a half ago when we first were talking about free agents, and it was the first time that you talked about DJ Reader, and we talked about you know just how much turnover there might be on this defensive line. And you know, lo and behold, you know, a month and a half later. There, there are an awful lot of holes that are along that defensive line. And Danny Shelton fills one of the most important roles, I think, in a Patricia defense. We saw what kind of difference somebody like Snacks made. And I'm not saying that Danny Shelton is the same type of run defender as Snacks is because he's not. He's not. But no. at, at, the, at the same time, you get somebody on a, on a cheaper deal, somebody who flourished in New England. I'm I'm excited and I think it might be the signing that I'm the most excited about just based on value. Like I, I was pretty I was pretty excited about Jamie Collins just because of how bad the Lions linebackers have been, but Danny Shelton I felt like was really big get. Mansoor, I, I know you might feel a little bit differently based on some of the clips I've already seen you throw <laughs> up on, on Twitter. What what are your thoughts on the Danny Shelton deal and, yeah. and him as a player? I mean, I don't know if I've watched enough to make a full evaluation on him, but I watched the his game against Cowboys and their game against Texans last year. The Cowboys gave him hell, but the Cowboys have a really good offensive line, and he was a lot better against the Texans. And those are the only two I've watched, so I don't know what goes beyond that. But, I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about him. I know he's generally a pretty good run stuffer. I don't think run stuffers are like... Like, I think the difference between him and uh, DJ Reader is definitely not $9 million worth, so... I would prefer $4 million of Danny Shelton than what 13 of DJ reader. So it's a fine move. Just stand there. Don't get beaten up, make great traffic in the middle. Yeah. I, I think him plus Williams gives us a nice, like little one, two punch where they both can kind of stop the run, but also Shelton's a good kind of back line. If uh, uh, on plays where Williams penetrates. So yeah, it's a fine signing. I just, yeah. it was just interesting to watch that Cowboys game and he was getting just right. obliterated. Yeah. And it, it, you bring up an interesting point about the worth of a, of a nose tackle. Um, I, I do think DJ reader is a much better player, but how much value does that bring to your overall team? That's a question worth asking. And, you know, for as much as we've hammered personally on Matt Patricia for his overall philosophy on, you know, spending money and resources on stopping the run, this is kind of, a departure of that a little bit, at least like it's obviously an important position. It's obviously something that they went out and gotten free agency, 
but it's not one that they spent a ton of money. And that's not to say they're necessarily done. Like if they go out and get Derek Brown with the third overall pick, then we're going to be jumping right on his back again. But, um, but I think this is maybe a, a smarter allocation of funds and, and something that maybe we need to give Bob Quinn a little bit of credit for, because if they would have listened to me, they, they would have spent 13 million on a nose tackle. And, while I probably would have been happy at the time, may not have been so psyched about it two or three years down the line when they're still paying a guy and, and not getting a pass rush. Yeah, Shelton and um, Williams combined over two years cost the same amount as Linval Joseph did. And like, I don't, I mean, Linval Joseph's a much better player than either of them individually, but I would take both of those two over one Linval Joseph. Like, I, I feel like that, you know, like, for two years, yeah. I would I would take that. Yeah, that was a, a good move. Like found value instead of going sh- like swinging for the fences and going for big names. Just please sign one more defensive lineman so that Derek Brown yeah. is not the pick at three. <laughs> I, I yeah, think I, he seems like the perfect Matt Patricia pick. Like I don't know, <laughs> it just seems perfect. I think I think at this point the Lions would be comfortable with with what they have. I'm, I'm not saying they're done necessarily, but I mean you just look at their defensive tackles, Nick Williams. Danny Shelton, Deshaun Hand, and uh, Kevin Strong. Not not a not something that's completely horrible. I, I mean, it's obviously not as good as it was on paper last year, but on paper was definitely different than on the field. And so, you know, you replace Mike Daniels with with a Nick Williams. You replace Ashawn Robinson um, with essentially maybe a, a healthier Deshaun Hand, and and then you get. Obviously, Danny Shelton as as your nose tackle over snacks, not necessarily huge upgrades there. But with maybe the Jamie Collins signing, maybe like Ryan said, another guy, whether it's uh, an edge guy or um, you know another defensive tackle, we'll see. But I think the Lions have done enough where they don't have to attack defensive tackle in in the draft, and that's important because I mention it all the time. I think that's what free agency for is just like making it so you don't have to draft a specific position. Don't hamstring yourself in the draft because that will get you into a lot of trouble. Um, last signing so far that's been announced. We don't need to talk long on it because it's a backup quarterback and I don't care about backup quarterback contracts. If I'm being completely honest, Chase Daniel gets a three year, $13 million deal. But if you look at the the details of it, it's basically a two year deal. Uh, there's, basically no way that Chase Daniels seeing that third year. So it's, it's more like a two year, I think it was like eight, 9 million or so uh, deal. Um, do any of you have any sort of strong opinion on this signing? I don't. Right. I mean, it's, that, it's a formal okay. backup. If Stafford gets injured, it's better than last year. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's there to say about a 33 year old quarterback that has somehow made $80 billion starting five total games. <laughs> And three of them being over the past two seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Uh, Not, so yeah. kudos to him. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because one of his one of his two wins was two years ago against the Lions on Thanksgiving Day, and you just wonder how much that played into why, Detroit. Why bring it up. <laughs> I well because it felt like pertinent information and. <laughs> Here's the deal. He's not the starter. I know Monsur pointed out, like, we got the Bears' best quarterback from them at the time. <laughs> and now the Bears have Nick Foles, who I said on Twitter is Mike Glennon with just way less neck. So, <laughs> were Nick uh, Foles and Chase Daniel teammates at one point? 
on the oh, Chiefs? Yeah. Uh, they I, maybe it might have been. Wait, is Nick Foles the Chiefs? He was right at some point. No, I don't yeah. think so. I don't know. But he was in Philadelphia. Wasn't Chase Daniels in Philadelphia? I, why are we? No, I don't care. Why are we talking <laughs> about this? <laughs> I, 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 think, I think they might have intersected on the Chiefs. I don't. What that's not it? relevant at all. I just swapped into no my head. No one cares about Chase Daniel. No one cares about <laughs> Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people that get angry over backup quarterbacks. I know. I know this is Detroit, and everyone loves their backup quarterbacks. I don't care. Matthew they, they missed each other. Yeah, they missed each other by a year. There That's you go. yeah. In case, in case you were struggling with that, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, last move before we head to our first break. Uh, the Lions. I this is personally my favorite move they've made so far. They swap late round picks with the Patriots. They get safety Duran Harmon to fill out the back of their defense. Um, we don't know quite the terms yet, but um, Duran Harmon is not a guy that's coming very expensively. He's been the, the third uh, safety there in New England for a long time. Basically, a $3.5 million base salary and a, and a roster bonus of $750,000 of potential. So just over $4 million for this guy. I think it's a great move. Um, Ryan, what, what are your thoughts on Duran Harmon? I was excited to hear that the Lions were getting another Patriots defensive back. Um, <laughs> that, that's that's for sure. I was kind of surprised that they decided to address the safety position because I just still find it so strange that they haven't re-signed Tavon Wilson yet because he just seems like the perfect guy to have in that locker room to be the veteran in there. But I guess if you're not going to have Tavon Wilson, I guess go right back to the well and grab something from the source. So... Duran Harmon, really interesting player. I'm I'm looking forward to him being like that safety that opens everything up for Tracy Walker to just kind of be like more of the Glover Quinn type player where he can just roam all over the place and show how rangy he is. So I'm I'm excited for the opportunities it presents for him. And I think it's a, I think it's a good trade because like you said, the terms haven't been released, but Rap uh Rappaport said it was just like a swap of late round picks. So I'm Basically cool with it. Free. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like from the Patriots' point of view, this was basically just done as a as a cap relief move. They save about four million in cap space, and and they're tight on their budget right now. And you can see it with all the players they're losing. Uh, Monster, what's your take on the on the Harmon trade? Yeah, I think uh, I think it was PFF Mike who pointed out that they had more players over count, counting for more than a million on their cap than any other team in the NFL by like a good margin. So they are offloading just whoever they can. I guess they're probably think about entering a rebuild probably going to take like someone like Eason at the end of the draft or at the end of the first round so it's i guess it's nice that we get to be the beneficiaries of that that yeah. they're like oh like this is a genuinely good player they need to get rid of and i imagine their first phone call was to their friend bob quinn so yeah i mean good player v- veteran leadership helps the two young safeties we already have back there not going to be very expensive for us i think his cap charge will be like Three million? I think just over four, but yeah, still just over four. Okay, yeah, but not not super expensive, and we basically don't lose anything in terms of draft capital, which is like a change of sevens or six or something. So yeah, overall, just good good move. Yeah, and and the reason I'm so excited about it, and and PFF put out that tweet. Harmon has a 92.6 coverage grade as a free safety since 2015. So crazy good in coverage, which is something the lines have been really missing since Glover Quinn uh, was at his peak. And so 
as Ryan alluded to, that's really going to free up them to use Tracy Walker and Will Harris, however the, the hell they want, because both those guys, really all three of these guys are capable of being a free safety and, and, a, and a strong safety. I would say the most common use they're going to have from Harmon is, is on third down. They're going to bring him in as a high safety and then just if, if they want to put Tracy Walker man-on-man with the tight end, I think he's capable of that. If they want to put Will Harris in the box as a run defender or a QB spy or anything like that, they're just going to move all these guys around because that's what they've been trying to do for years, but they haven't had the right combination of guys. They haven't had a lot of good coverage guys, and I think that's what we're starting to see. You know, I mentioned earlier that the Lions aren't spending a lot on run defense by by going cheap on a nose tackle. Well, they did improve their coverage with two guys, with Collins and and now with Harmon. Those are two big coverage guys that I think are going to really improve what was one of the weaker points in this defense last year. So I'm. I'm pretty excited about, especially when you combine it with the Collins signing, the way this back end of the defense is transforming. We'll still still figure out what the Lions are doing at cornerback, but we're going to get into that and a couple other moves the Lions have made or will be making when we come back from this break. So stick with us. We're talking more Lions free agency next. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we are back for our emergency POD cast. It's the league new year. Uh, Unfortunately, due to the new league year, we gave Ryan Matthews the post-June 1st cut and he's no longer with us on this podcast. Um, maybe he'll be back. We'll see. Um, not, not today. He, he will be back. I'm just joking. He did have to run though. So it's just me, Jeremy and Mansoor here. Um, now that we've kind of gone over the moves at the line, actually, there's one more move that the lines made that, that we do need to talk about. Um, they released Devon Kennard, um, a somewhat surprising move. Obviously it happened in the wake of the Jamie Collins signing, but this was a guy that, um, the, the coaching staff seemed to love. He was a team captain. He was he sent a welcoming tweet to Jamie Collins prior to being <laughs> cut. Um, so it, it's a bit ironic there. It's a bit unfortunate because he was such a well-liked guy. But personally, I think this was the right move. I'm going to let you have the first word before I get into it, Mansoor. What were your initial thoughts of the move? And, and was it a, a positive or a negative move for, for you? 
Yeah, I was really surprised. I it wasn't something that was even on my radar entering the offseason, right? Like Devon, like when you think of potential cap casualties, Devon Kennard never came to mind. But yeah, uh, once Jamie Collins was signed, I wrote about it the night before uh, Kennard got cut, or it's the morning before Kennard got cut. That like Collins plays a lot of Jack, and this is definitely a move that will help like mitigate the potential loss of Kennard down the road. I just didn't think it would happen that soon. But uh, Collins kind of just does everything better than Kennard at Jack. And he's also more versatile. And we know how much like Patricia kind of values versatility. And yeah, now our two edges are both uh, Collins and Flowers. They both can play Jack. They, Collins uh, can move at, move into pretty much any linebacker position and Flowers can move to any defensive line position. So it makes sense how Kennard became expendable because I don't really see what he brings now that another player on the roster doesn't. Yeah, and, and you're right. And I think... The, the one thing that Kennard did do okay was kind of defend the run, set the edge. But again, kind of towards this theme of maybe this team is taking defending the pass a little more seriously. The one thing he couldn't do at all was ru- rush the passer. He was one of the worst in terms of pass rush efi- efficiency, and he was never getting double teamed because everyone was focusing on the other side of the line or everyone was focusing on, focusing on sacks. Basically, Devon Kennard had free reign one-on-one to the quarterback the entire year, and I know his sack numbers are high, but his pressure rate was extremely low. His efficiency rate was really low, and I think that's what ultimately cost him. The The Lions got, I think, what, over $5 million in cap space for releasing him. I think it's the right move. I love the guy. He was always very nice to, to media. He, he's a hard worker, and and I know he's he's going to do well with the Cardinals, who he just signed with right before we jumped on here. Um but in terms of what the Lions need to, I mean, you can't, I, I saw a lot of Lions fans upset about this move and I understand it because he's such a well likable guy, but you can't in the same breath say this was a horrible move and complain about the Lions pass rush and how bad it was last year. It's like when Zettel got cut when they were like, yeah, where our pass rush is already bad and we got rid of our best pass rusher. But it's like, whose fault is that? Like who, <laughs> who was the bad pass rusher? So yeah, like, it's a recognizable name and a player played a lot of snaps, but I don't think we got significantly worse right. yesterday or today, yesterday. No, yesterday. I, I mean, the linebacking core is still improved as a net, right? I mean, you talk about Jamie Collins taking over whatever position he essentially wants. Um, it might free up Jared Davis a little bit to kind of spread around a little bit too. And obviously um, I, I keep wanting to say Vitae now to Vi now, uh, can also move around a little bit. And Christian Jones, maybe you're not relying on him as much with Jamie Collins in the mix. And I would honestly expect the Lions to add another linebacker. I don't think they're necessarily done. Their, their depth isn't very good um, at the moment. And so I think, well, I, the, the problem is who becomes a full-time Jack or will there even be a full-time Jack or will they just mix it up a bunch? Because I don't think Jamie Collins is necessarily a full-time Jack. I think more often than not, he was on the interior, although I agree with you that he's capable of it. I think you could, uh, yeah, I mean, they. I think we're talking about in Slack today. We can get really, the, the Lions, especially with the addition of Harmon, like the Lions defensively can get like super creative. I mean, Austin Bryant can play defensive end in Jack. Right now, Flowers, you can move him to Jack. Uh, Collins can play Jack, but he also can play either of the middle positions. I think a lot of, like, we might play a lot of dime and just take Christian Jones off the field entirely, have the two guys in the middle, someone at Jack, whether it's Collins, Flowers, or Bryant, and then like three safeties, two corners, and Coleman. like. I think I think we'll probably playing linebackers like have less linebackers on the field this season yeah. and 
we, I mean, the two worst, well, I guess Jared Davis is worse than Devon Card, but we've kind of, <laughs> the, our, the way we use linebackers will be really different this year, I feel yeah. like. And a lot of people in, in our, our Twitch chat right now are talking about Austin Bryant. And I do think Austin Bryant has a chance to, to get significant playing time, but he's going to have to earn it. Um, he certainly didn't do anything his, his rookie year and, and injuries were what they were. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think he needs to be part of the conversation too. And it's probably my fault for not including him on that list. But um, I don't think he just steps in and takes Devon Kennard's job from day one. I don't think, I don't think the plan is for that at all. I, I don't think I'd be very surprised. Let me put it that way. I'd be very surprised if Austin Bryant is a starter at the beginning of the year, maybe not even part of a regular rotation. I still think he needs to work his way up there. I still think he needs to get comfortable in the system. In a lot of ways, 2020 is going to be his rookie year. So he still has a long ways to go. And he's, he's a fourth round pick. So it's not like he's a premier talent either. He, he's going to have to earn it. And I don't think he's there quite yet. Um, yeah. All right, let's sorry. Finish. finish your I was, was going to say like, yeah, like he, he has ways to go, but he definitely, he definitely can take both. He can definitely take snaps at uh, Jack and defensive end. If he learns fast enough. Okay, now that the the first kind of wave, I feel like the Lions have made most of the big moves they're going to make. That's not to say they don't have cap room. They do. They could definitely make a, a another uh, quote-unquote big signing, uh, like even a potential starter signing or two. Um, the, the one thing we have to kind of reevaluate now is is needs. And so the Lions have addressed, addressed right tackle. They've addressed linebacker. They've addressed defensive tackle. But there's still some big needs out there. And so... What would you say, Mansoor, now going into wave two of free agency, if you want to even call it that, are potential targets, potential areas of need that this team needs to address before the draft? So I think we definitely need to sign a starting caliber corner before the draft because Mm -hmm. right now, Slay, I don't know what the plan is with him, whether he's getting traded or held on to, but long-term, he's not a member of this team. Like after, Even if we held on to him, he's probably not going to be here for 2021. And right. even if we draft Okuda, we still would like Rashawn Melvin's gone. We need someone to play across from anyways. So we definitely need to add a corner, like a starting caliber corner. I think guard, even we have to like drafting 100%. a guard is never like, like it's hard for a guard to step in day one and be a good player, especially because we're probably not going to address guard at three. So we probably, I would say guard might be more priority immediately if we're going to spend big money, but I think we still need to add at least one average replacement starting level player at both positions before free agency ends. Those were the two positions I were going to talk. So let's talk about some of the guys that they're still around. Some guys that Lions still could be targeting. I mean, cornerback was kind of a slow market this year. We were starting to finally see some movement there. Um, Obviously Byron Jones moved quickly, but aside from that, it's kind of been slow. Chris Harris finally went. I can't quite remember where I'm sure chat will remember. He went to the Um, chargers. The Chargers. Um, but Logan Ryan is still out there. Patriots ties there. Ronald Darby is still there. Eagles ties there. Is there is there anyone in particular still left that that jumps out to you? Desmond Trufant, Prince of Mukamara. Yeah. Tr- Trufant is probably, I guess, the guy that I mean, comes to mind. He's pretty good outside corner veteran. He's kind of old, which I know like one issue a lot of, or apparently one of the internal issues say is that he's kind of reaching a decline, but Trufant can kind of, I think, step in on a one or two, one or two year deal and be a good player. Logan Ryan, obviously the Patriots connection. He plays nickel usually, so converting him to an outside corner would be 
interesting. I don't know if it would, like would work or wouldn't work. I'm not too I'm not the most familiar with him, but those are probably the two names to keep an eye on. I don't think either will have like a gigantic market either because both yeah. of them are 29 or 30 ish. So both of them would probably be easy to swing on like a two year, 15 mil ish type deal. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still kind of crossing my fingers for Ronald Darby. I know, I know there's, there's a lot of faith in, in getting a guy like him since he's been so banged up his entire career, but he's a second round talent. He's a guy that obviously Corey Unlin, the, the line's new defensive coordinator is going to know a lot about. And I don't know. I just, it, it bums me out when I see a guy with talent get his career derailed by injury. So I would love to like the redemption story in Detroit to happen. We'll see if it does. I, I think it makes sense. Um, but again, it's, it's a big risk, especially in, in this market right now where no one can get a physical unless it's done by this weird independent doctor or, or whatever. So um, we'll, we'll see on him. Oh, Xavier Rhodes. I Xavier Rhodes. Like he's I mean, he fell off, but he, he fell off he hard sh- though. He's hard. shown that he he can play. And I think even if he wasn't particularly great, he was like an okay I don't know. I feel like he was like he's an average C B two if you sign him. And I think the fact that he's still available and the fact that I haven't seen his name come up at all in any fringe stocks probably means that he's not gonna be like mega expensive, like True. Who did the Bengals sign for like a ridiculous amount of money? Trey Wayne's like he'll, yeah. Like I, I think I think Xavier Rhodes could be interesting pickup. Maybe give him like a prove it deal. You know, one year, nine or ten mil something. Yeah, mm, I would. It'd, it'd also that. be just fun I, to I have him. It'd also be fun to have Jones and have have their family reunion together on the team. <laughs> it would be fun to be able to tweet Rhodes closed, like. <laughs> And me the traffic cone, the traffic cone emoji, <laughs> or whatever um, it is. <laughs> yeah, let's let's move to guard because that's kind of a more interesting and and probably a bigger conundrum for for Detroit because, as you mentioned, the Lions don't really have a right guard on the roster right now unless you believe in in some of their their deep cuts on the roster, and the guard market isn't that great right now. Um, the the one name that I think we can throw out and he got released by the Vikings literally minutes before we started this podcast is Josh Klein. Oh, now, Josh yeah, Klein, guess what? Former Patriot. Guys started right guard for like the last three, four years. Now the Vikings offensive line hasn't necessarily been famous for how good it's been in the past four or five years. It's been pretty bad, but Klein's a veteran. He's provided, I would say adequate play. Um, I don't know what kind of deal he'd, he'd be seeking, but in terms of like a quick patch fix while maybe then targeting a guard in the, in the third or fourth round of this draft, I think that's a solution that makes some sense. We might need two guards. I, I mean, Joe doll, Kenny Wiggins, like I, that like, they're not enough. So we yeah, might Kenny need... Wiggins isn't even on the roster right now. Technically. Oh yeah. 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 So like <laughs> we might need two guards. So and yeah, the market, I think Sheriff got franchise tagged and Glasgow, obviously we let him go. So those are the two big names. I not sure. I mean, if Eric Flowers is getting 10 million a year, then whoever we sign is going to be expensive. That's like where the market is because yeah, I mean, really there's no NFL caliber dude sitting the market right now. Yeah. The, the one guy that the lions have been linked to, and I'm going to probably botch his name if I can even remember it. Hold on. Van Roten, the Panthers. Yeah. 
Yes. Or, yes, exactly. Yeah. Van Roten. Um, not, not exactly a, a signing you'd get necessarily excited about, but again, I think the plan right now is to not spend that much, get a veteran guy that has some starting experience and then maybe target it in the draft. Yeah, I mean, that, that would make sense. The, the market's dry. Van Roten isn't very good and he might be the best name out there. So yeah, kind of is what it is. We might just be screwed there. Hope you get them <laughs> the draft. Well then let's, let's bring it all together then um, based on, I know again, it's early. It's only three days into free agency. Um, and, and technically the first actual day of free agency. Um, what, what do you make of the Lions move? I, I, I do feel like we have a bigger, uh, an idea of the bigger picture now that a, a couple other moves have been made. Do you think this team is, is drastically improved, moderately improved, not improved at all? Where, where do you view these first three moves in terms of where your opinion was at that was about the team a couple days ago? I think the defense got like quiet, like quietly got significantly better because we improved Mm -hmm. at all three levels in a big way. I feel like, uh, I think our offense, our offensive line is still a problem. Uh, but yeah, no, I, we're, we're definitely a better team today than we were three days ago, especially on defense. I just think that we may have not gotten better enough, especially like we need two guards. I, I still don't think we're okay at tackle. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I do feel, I think I feel the same as you in terms of the defense improvement. I do think it's real. I do think that the versatile pieces that they've got are going to make this defense look potentially significantly different. Um, it's just funny because you look at, you look at like the players gained and the players lost and it doesn't look great. You know, <laughs> snacks, Rick Wagner, Devon Kennard, uh, Graham Glasgow guys on their way out. I would say those four guys were probably in your top 10, top 20 guys on the team last year. <laughs> Maybe not mm-hmm. Rick Wagner, but, um, and then they add Halapuli Vati, Halapuli Vati Vitae, Jamie Collins, Nick Williams, Chase Daniel, Danny Shelton, Duran Harmon. I would say in general, NFL fans were maybe aware of two of those guys. <laughs> And so Who, I mean, like Harmon and <laughs> Collins, Jamie Collins and Chase Daniel, probably maybe Daniel. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but when you kind of look into what these guys' specific role will be, or their kind of varied role, because a lot of these guys are versatile, I do think they make a lot of sense where they landed. I'm not that bothered by all the Patriots connections because I do think they're starting to actually get talented guys. And like you mentioned with the Duran Harmon trade they kind of took advantage of a, of a vulnerable Patriots team there. They, they got a guy that was talented, a guy that by all means played very well for the Patriots for his entire career. And a lot of fans are, are upset to see go. So I'm actually pretty bullish on, on the move so far. I'm sorry, bearish, right? I, I always get those confused. Who cares? The markets are horrible. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic about the moves that they made on defense offense. They still have some work to do, but the main big pieces are still in place in terms of Stafford and their wide receiver core and, um, and what have you, hopefully the tight ends take, take a big step in 2020. I'm not saying this team is a playoff team yet. There's obviously a lot of work to do because they hit a lot of moves that they, and a lot of holes they need to fill, but I think they've done all right through three, three days. I'm, I'm okay with where they're at. Yeah. I'm not sure what more you could ask, I guess. Yeah. Like really even guard, like who are they going to sign at guard? So there's, there's really not much, more they could have done over the past three days to get better unless you yeah. wanted them to have another crazy spending spree like last year. 
the the big the big kind of sword hanging over their head like Damocles right now is is the s- decision with Darius Slay and cornerback. That's the make or break thing for me. If they trade or release or whatever they do with Darius Slay and don't find an adequate replacement, then it all comes comes tumbling down in my opinion. That's it. Yeah. And we'll see. And hopefully something happens soon because we're going to bring back the POD cast full version on Sunday to recap everything that's happened. Talk maybe a little bit more about what happened outside of the NFL or outside of the, the Detroit Lions because there's been quarterback shuffles. There's been a whole bunch of stuff we didn't even get into. But for now, we're going to close it out. Uh, happy, happy New Year, everybody. We're going to have some more Lions talk coming up soon. Uh, but I don't have any way to close out this podcast because I'm really bad at it. So we'll see you on Sunday, guys. <laughs> <laughs>